Hello and welcome to our next episode of what we are all about. The idea for this podcast came from going through life and figuring things out step by step in societies that tell you to grow faster the question comes up if there can be different approaches to life and its pace come along with us to us it's the journey that counts the most Hello and welcome to our next episode of What We're All About. It's been quite a while. This is Sovelin and... And Steve. <laughs> How are you doing? Well, I'm doing really well. How have your month been, I guess I need to ask, and not your weeks, because yeah, it's been quite a while since we last recorded an episode with Nina last time. Yeah, that was a good one, huh? Yeah, that was really good. Yeah. So much fun. Yeah, it was good chatting about her experiences and mm -hmm. her upbringing. And um, it's also nice that she mentioned that she'd talked to her parents about the episode because they were featured in the discussions quite a lot. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's really nice. Really nice to hear. And also, since we had our windows open for the last episode, you could hear some background noises. And for some reason, there was a helicopter, but it really suited the conversation when the helicopter came in. So let us know if you heard the helicopter in the background at some point there were definitely some birdies chirping away as well now you can maybe hear one of our neighbors somewhere playing some really nice guitar stuff yeah yeah we think it sounds like a nice ambient touch to the recording having the window open and letting the environment sort of seep in a little bit exactly we'll try that out for now and i guess in this some uh, in the winter we can't do that anyway but also maybe you can hear my lovely iced coffee that I have next to me. Sounds like Santa's bells. <laughs> It's of course brewed with Jäger Morris coffee. We just made a Chemex yesterday and then put the rest in the fridge because I wanted some extra and made iced coffee out of it today. And I have it with a straw in it. It's so tasty. Yeah, making a Chemex has been actually a little bit trickier than you might imagine because the supply chains due to Corona were really shut down effectively from the States to Europe that is. So Absolutely. We tried to place an order for Chemex for the cafe quite a while yeah. ago and we had to wait about a year or more that more actually yeah yeah it's worth Because, the wait yeah though. we always waited to invest into having one ourselves and always went with the v60s and things like that or the origami yeah. dripper but it is one of the classics and it's really fun to brew so we're yeah. super happy to be able to do that now also yeah. i just love having a bigger batch of things so Yeah. In case you wanted to get one yourself or maybe have some tutorials on it, let us know as well because we're happy to get cracking on that. Yeah, we can highly recommend it. I mean, you'll see the Chemex popping up in classic shows like Friends and actually in the background and loads of films and stuff like that. Yeah, it's so it amazing. kind of carries this like cultural significance to it. Yeah. Very like classic American piece of kit. Yes. Super Who cool. Who spotted it in which show? If you don't know what the Chemex is, definitely Google it. C-H-E-M-E-X. Yeah. Did I spell that right? Yeah, it says on the front of the AeroPress boxes that it's, you know, the best coffee maker in town and stuff, but I don't know. That could be disputed, I feel like. It's great for traveling, for sure. Get one if you're traveling and want to just pack lightly. But yeah, the Chemex is just a whole different feeling. Brewing it and having it and sharing it with friends. And Adds to the relaxation of the whole event, right? Yeah. Because it just looks beautiful and mm -hmm. it's a bit larger than a V60, so you have lots of room to play with with your brew and stuff yeah 
just yeah, uh, even for somehow just calming for the office brew. work we used to have that at coffee yeah, farm yeah. and it was really nice because you can serve up more coffees yeah and yeah. it was just always like feeling like a community <laughs> sharing a comics mm-hmm. it's really nice yeah well i mean so what you, you asked how my month has been <laughs> yeah. hasn't been entirely about brewing chemexes i mean we haven't no. mentioned in the podcast yet that lynn is pregnant oh you want to reveal that now yeah why not all right so you know the past seven months have been very different to any other <laughs> months we've ever experienced yeah and there have been lots of discoveries yeah for lots sure. of just lots of unusual moments and emotions you know like mm-hmm. you just start to go through things that in a sense you know many other pregnant people before you've been through but mm-hmm. they're certainly new to us for the first time absolutely and it's just been a whole kind of just amazing experience so far and seeing yeah. your changes physically and, mm-hmm. and everything and just how we start to feel more ready but also more scared as the weeks and months pass by not really scared though eh? not scared as as in terrified but just very curious Mm -hmm. like in english i find that you know it's hard to it's hard to find the word that perfectly describes the emotion that lies in between curiosity and anxiety yeah you know like unsure of what's to come yeah and just like moments and tangs of excitement i would say but also like a little bit sort of nervous as well Mm -hmm. it's like a bit like aufgeregt in german right but there's not like a proper yeah translation to that because when someone says i'm feeling anxious i really imagine like a crippling wreck you know yeah someone who's just like really in pieces Mm -hmm. and is really just very worried yeah no exactly then curious is just more like an intelligent Mm -hmm. i wonder how like more curious more curious but i feel a bit more than curious do you know what i mean yeah i guess you maybe like worries or something a bit yeah. more but it's you know but now you're you're starting to see what i mean because like worries is is just totally negative but curious is just almost a state of mind as opposed to a state of emotion for me because yeah but i just meant instead of scared instead i would of scared, more say yeah. worried yeah but then like sort of just because you are thinking about another person now yeah yeah absolutely but aufgeregt in german kind of means that 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 is the word i'm looking for but worried is almost like you're worried if you think something bad is a way to happen mm. and you're scared you're a little bit scared but curious is more like i would just like to find out like yeah. my my state of emotion is more than i would like to find out what it's <laughs> yeah. like to be a dad yeah, you know? yeah but it's not like oh my goodness i mean also I'm so during scared the different, a dad. different stages of pregnancy of course yeah and yeah hence why we've been quite busy and not really so active on this podcast adventure that's just like on the side of everything else yeah and i did manage to finish my teacher training yoga teacher training yeah, as you've well, been so. exceptionally busy actually <laughs> i really wanted to get that finished before everything is at too much of a pregnancy state i guess yeah 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 that leads to two questions i'd like to ask you go for it <laughs> um well maybe you could just summarize for our audience what exactly your teacher training was about this time and how you felt doing it and how you now feel having passed the test congrats <laughs> okay that was like so many questions at once well i just it just struck me that people don't know everybody knows what a teacher training is mm-hmm. so i mean i guess it's just i did my 200 hour teacher training two years ago and now i decided during lockdown that i wanted a bit more input and yeah that was also i signed up for it before any pregnancy <laughs> um, find outs and 
yeah, I was just to dive a bit deeper into the philosophy of yoga, into the meditation parts and the practice, of course, like the asana parts, like the postures that you probably know most about from yoga through maybe going to yoga classes yourself. Yeah, it's hard to sort of summarize it because for me, it's always like just how the first teacher training was. It was a reminder again that I really enjoy the pranayama that's the breath work part mm-hmm. and the meditation part which is also really really good at the start of pregnancy to dive into these things more yeah and have access to all this knowledge and support there so yeah so your motivation was primarily to acquire more deeper knowledge and a deeper understanding yes for sure and also yeah. at the start it's always like I want to learn lots more complicated asana, so like poses of yoga. And then throughout the training, I always notice just like how my first one was that I really enjoy the whole philosophy because it's so close to the really adapted to daily life and the current situation we're in and how to deal with these things. And then, yeah, breathwork is like really my thing and I love the meditation part, so it always gets a different focus than what I think I will go into at yeah. the start. So you passed the series of tests at the end, so you're now you're now qualified for a total of 500 hours? 500 hours, yeah. Which is like, I feel like that's quite advanced in a way. Yeah, I mean... On the scale of beginner, intermediate, advanced. Yeah, I don't really like these classifications so much because I think lots of, for example, poses, so for what most people focus on in yoga. Yeah, all these classifications, you know, everyone has their own specific talent in yoga. All right, okay. So just like how in yoga classes as well, I don't really like to give like a certain level of the class in a sense because I like to open it up to everybody. Interesting. And every quotation marks level because there are so many different parts and I think we can always adapt and our body changes every day basically and I think it's much more important to tune into that how's my body today and what does my body want to do rather than me thinking I'm such an advanced practitioner I need to practice all these poses because I see that a lot in classes as well and it's just it completely brings you away from the present moment you're like so caught up in this workout scheme that lots of workout classes have and it's always about progression but yeah I I like how yoga is a lot about honoring your mind your body your soul and you know nourishing it and giving it exactly what it needs in that moment and for the physical movement part I love it when people can take their own child's pose take their own break and just be with themselves and not get too stressed about having to keep pushing again there's a balance you know so in yoga there's tapas it's different stages of yoga and the philosophy but there's also a part you know where you're supposed to challenge yourself but just not push past your own daily limit or that present moment and keep it to 70 to 80 percent and that's definitely what made me stick to the practice that I knew I could just do it in my own pace and I think Mm -hmm. that's the same with these teacher trainings in a sense I could say oh I still don't feel like an advanced yogi because I know there's so much to learn still yeah and in a way I always I try to encourage people to keep that beginner's mind and I also encourage myself to keep that beginner's mind and to yeah try to practice always from a fresh new point in a sense Mm -hmm. so it seems to be there's less focus on classifications and 
sort of announcing certain levels or you know for students it's not like they pass tests and they'll advance to like level two of being like a yogi which mm-hmm. is I think for a lot of people who are new to yoga that's that feels quite unusual and it's quite a surprise because typically other other activities or other pursuits are sort of structured in a very conventional way like you're yeah. a beginner and then you're your introductory phase and you maybe there's you know in karate you have your white belt which is like mm-hmm. level one then you progress to the belts the color scheme which is very very normal like and I guess like sometimes it's practical because it gives you some orientation of what lies ahead of you and maybe a bit of the idea of the time frame or how much commitment's involved but it's also I like that the yoga philosophy is a little bit different than simply focusing on here's the end goal you're trying to reach Mm -hmm. and once you reach the end goal you're kind of the master then you can just stop it's more like a lifestyle Mm -hmm. and I think that so yeah, that can seem quite unusual to newcomers but it's like a really holistic approach as well you know like and of course you get lots of yoga studios that have your different levels and that is sometimes of course as well handy because if you do want to sort of in a way progress with your physical practice then it's handy to know okay this is level two or three at the same time i think they should always still be open to all levels in a sense but yeah that is i mean i think as a studio it's probably advisable to do things like that so people have more of an orientation and people get impatient if they don't get enough out of that class but then again where I taught before at the university I always just had a look at the group and you can always see what the group is sort of how the curiosity level is how the physical level is sometimes they were tired sometimes they were more energized in the evenings is usually a bit more calm and in the mornings maybe a bit more fire always depends and so sometimes I did quite advanced options in the beginners classes because well I mostly taught beginners classes and then some second level classes as well but yeah and then sometimes the second level I just see the bodies and the minds and again like you can't really put them into this bracket because it really depends and then yeah I think it's much nicer if you look at the group and have a feeling for that and then again give options right I just prefer if there's still yeah the openness to pick up anyone in the class rather than just focusing on the vastness or the flow or whatever but yeah it's different approaches and I completely see that there's also space for it and sometimes i'm up for these more workout to yoga classes as well so i'm not saying that anything is better or worse yeah i just like that there's often like this encouragement of maybe try this variation or try that variation and then you can also try them both and one day that one works better the other day this one works better and especially during pregnancy i'm reminded of yeah just adjusting the practice a lot and redefining it for myself and that gives me a good reminder again how it feels to be a total beginner and learning these things and adapting it to different bodies as well you know when your body's growing yeah then certain things just don't feel quite right anymore so yeah it's nice to always just keep flowing that's cool i think it takes a lot of patience actually for newcomers to yoga to sort of adapt to the way that it's taught because i do assume that many people make the decision to take up a new hobby or a new practice because they maybe realize a way that they would like to improve themselves in you know like I would like to become fitter I'd like to become more flexible or I'd like to become faster or stronger and the easiest way to feel like you're becoming this way or to in a sense to attribute some way of measuring your progression is to have like typical levels you pass through Mm -hmm. or you know you reach 
certain milestones by, oh, now I can do this pose or now I can run for this far or now, whatever, you know? Yeah. And I think that most people assume that yoga will be like that, but then you soon find out that it's not like that. And like you said a minute ago, people are always encouraged to, rather than like push, if they, if you reach a pose or if you present a pose to your students, mm-hmm. There's this sort of um, instinctual feeling to the students. I imagine this is what I feel like myself when I'm participating in your class, that I should be trying to achieve what you're suggesting we do. But you, you said there that there's always the space to try. If you can't like achieve that pose or without exerting yourself more than 70 or 80%, if it's going to be too stressful mm-hmm. physically or mentally, then you should, you're welcome to try something else. Yeah. But I think it's probably... That's a weird concept to people because they kind of think, well, why shouldn't I force myself into this? Because oh, definitely. that's why I'm here. Yeah, and if yeah, I manage yeah. to do it, yeah. then I can walk away from this today's class saying, yeah. you know, I was sore and painful, but I managed to finally push myself into it. But it's mm-hmm. so counterintuitive to the philosophy, philosophy of yoga. Yeah. And I do think that for me, that's definitely what makes yoga quite unique. But I do think that it takes a certain type of patience or a certain commitment to learning that patience. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, that's one of the main like purposes if you could say so of yoga it's like the hidden backbone of it is teaching yeah, exactly contentment to really and patience tune into your flow and also accepting and trusting that flow yeah. in a sense and yeah i mean i think the best example is always headstand yeah you've done that in class as well before yeah and yeah there's so many nice options that you can practice before you actually go into the headstand it's just sometimes nice to see where it can go to at some point you know also it doesn't matter if it doesn't go there and of course it does take some dedication sometimes to go to a certain pose and that can also be something positive but to me it's always like when i let go of the image of the pose and tune more into myself then suddenly the pose is coming to me in a way you know like without me like really forcing it and why i like that example of headstand there's no also in yoga there's basically no jumping involved ever it's always very mindful aware movements which is not even necessarily that last pose or whatever it's much nicer if you appreciate the way of getting there and maybe that pose will never be for you which is also completely fine it's just about the trying part to keep trying to maybe yeah to challenge yourself to try it out how does it feel for me today and you know how does it feel for me to even just put my head on the mat and be sort of slightly more upside down what does that do to my my mind my my calm space and so i think it's really nice when people appreciate that for today maybe the strength isn't there and I don't need to actually jump. I'm very careful with teaching more advanced poses as well because yeah, you can injure yourself if you don't put that awareness in there and your yeah. body is not strength-wise yeah. there as well. Then what's yeah. the point in jumping into it and maybe injuring your neck? I can understand definitely how people end up approaching it with this attitude because you know especially in the western world we kind of lead our lives like we're sort of trying to accumulate or trying to build like a perfect resume for ourselves you know less like rather than actually learning for the sake of learning and and feeling this like really deep uh, level of understanding and satisfaction at you know all the small tiny almost unrecognizable stages of learning a new talent or skill it's more like about just reaching a certain level that um, that you can write down in your in the resume of your life saying mm-hmm. oh now I, I reached this fantastic level of yoga or karate or 
yeah. tennis or whatever yeah it's much more about acquiring these days it's about how it looks from the outside in mm-hmm. a sense you know and we could go and talk about that whole appearance thing for a long time but we should probably yeah. avoid that <laughs> kind of worms but i do feel like there's a lot of onus placed on this kind of it's even the case with like instagram you know, how you present yourself instagram's a bit like a resume these days yeah i'll present like my greatest hits of my achievements achievements yeah in a sense but and you feel that pressure to do that quite strong you know you feel yourself needing to present yourself and yeah present your achievements because almost every facet of life now is demanding to see your resume yeah for like, sure show me how much how valuable you are yeah as a member of the society like what yeah. have you done how do you how can you advertise yourself but i mean just doing exactly it for yourself what's part of our intro yeah. as well you know to take things step by step yeah and that is exactly what i like about yoga yeah and also yeah, how how you said as well, it's like this holistic approach and it's not like a quick fix. Yeah. You're not just going there for a couple of weeks and then you can do handstand or whatever, yeah. you know. Yeah, in a sense. It's just like, so much more than that. Yeah, in a sense, we should just put more emphasis and gain more excitement from the idea of just experiencing rather than mm-hmm. achieving. Yeah. Like, and I know that when I was planning my trip to China a couple of years ago, because I wanted to go to China and learn a very old-fashioned style of kung fu for three weeks there yeah in a temple and you know i was sort of forewarned by the guy who was setting it up for me a guy a western guy who sort of liaises between the chinese school and the and the potential western students yeah he was kind of just saying you're not going to walk away from this three-week course feeling like bruce lee or something yes you know you're definitely going to feel like in one sense, you won't have much to write about because you're gonna. Well, you, you can't even touch upon the basics. Mm-hmm. The principle. This is a way of life. Yeah. You know, it's like you cannot become a way of life in three weeks. Yeah. But it's funny how, in a sense, that when I first read his email, I thought, "Oh, that's quite disheartening," you know, because I'll, mm-hmm. I'll come back to Germany, and you know, of course, my family and friends will ask me to show them what I learned. And yeah. It might be impossible to even show what I learned, but what would definitely be the case would be that I spent three weeks seven days a week 12 hours a day with these people exactly in a different in a whole different culture and that's a massive yeah that's a massive deal Dedication. and that's what you should do it for yeah because it doesn't matter what you walk away with that doesn't change that you spent this really important intense time mm-hmm. in this scenario which yeah. you can't get unless you go there absolutely you know, but it's so tempting to think like well if i come back home with nothing effectively yeah, yeah why exactly. do it yeah but it's not about i that. mean of course that's why the concept of these teacher trainings are a bit funny as well because they go a little bit against the concept of yoga it's not about achieving any certificates yeah even though there's also yoga competitions you know funnily enough where you just show off different poses and again it's not really about showing off which is just very distorted on instagram and it is the way it is and we are accepting how things are going yeah the world is changing all the time so we'll go with that but Initially, in yoga, your teacher decided when you were ready for the next movement or pose. So maybe it took you years to practice one pose and then you would move on. Yeah. Maybe. So, of course, this whole process, and that's why it was nice that this time was a bit of a slower training and not just going to India for a month and doing your first 200 hours. The 300 hours were much more, yeah, time-consuming in a sense, but... That was also really nice to have time to properly digest it. So yeah. I would recommend both approaches for sure. But in a sense, to have the certificate doesn't mean anything. Right. But it allows you to share yoga. Everything in life is comes down to having certain certificates or be able to share yeah, it. It's quantified somehow. Mm-hmm. 
But of course, as a studio, you do need to know what the person has sort of done to maybe at least know how to guide people. Yeah. But it varies a lot. You get all kinds of different teacher trainings as you get all kinds of different yoga classes. It's not like a specific set. Yeah. Whereas in maybe karate is a bit more rule-based on what it has to look like. Yeah. It's definitely more achievement-orientated. Mm-hmm. That yeah. is why I stuck to the practice of yoga, because that was the first ever practice where it wasn't about achieving this. Yeah, it's a whole different philosophy. Yeah. So how was it progressing through the teacher training? You started it when you were not pregnant, mm-hmm. and then you ended up finishing <laughs> it when you were very pregnant. So yeah. do you feel like the, the pregnancy really, did it really affect the, the learning process? Did it, like, even like mentally, or did you have some anxiety about what maybe your body was capable of or or how did it feel no not really i mean as soon as i found out that i was pregnant i focused on getting most of the physical parts sort of it's weird to say done yeah (laughs) but to look into that a bit first so i knew i could do more theory-based and philosophy-based things a bit later on and during pregnancy right okay so no it was more a motivation for me to be honest like (laughs) because there was no there was a time limit I had to finish the training but yeah yeah, as soon as I found out I was pregnant because yeah to be honest I signed up for the training without wanting to achieve the certificate I just wanted to gain more knowledge yeah I remember that yeah yeah so at the start it was a lot like I'm just gonna take my time and I'll see whatever knowledge I get from this is going to be amazing and I'm not so focused on actually getting that certificate yeah but that changed when I got pregnant and I was like I like this training and I actually want to finish it as well yeah so interesting why not um get it done and yeah also get the certificate you know yeah for me i'm so against any sort of competition vibes that i even don't like to have to prove these certificate steps and you know all the exams but we're very alike in that way (laughs) but it's also whenever i go for it of course it's really nice it's a good challenge and i'm always proud for doing it yeah and i actually yeah the exams we do and things like that i enjoy doing them yeah so It's always a nice reminder, especially during the yoga teacher trainings. I think there is a way you can enjoy also presenting what you've learned. Right. And it's just about presenting it, really. You know, it's not really to prove it. It's more about... That's a nice way to put it. Presenting it, yeah. Takes the focus off any sort of pressure. Mm -hmm. Pressure of having to achieve or meet demands or... Yeah. And again, I learned that through the teacher trainings as well. That was the first times where I didn't sort of stress myself out to try to shape myself into a certain way yeah just to present who i am more cool so that's nice um you know it's probably hard to answer this next question because it's i totally also wasn't expecting this whole interview yeah (laughs) but it's nice (laughs) i mean to me you're going through so many changes i mean of course we're sort of going through this pregnancy together yeah you know in more ways than one but you you know i don't need to explain it then people understand that you go through much more no but to quickly mention that we're like 100 percent like a team you've been such a good support and you've been there every step of the way so yeah cool that's good to know that <laughs> it's good to hear that you know yoga has been a part of, of your life and therefore my life for quite a couple of years now even before you mm-hmm. you learned to teach you were yeah you were a sort of commit student for a number of years so as is the way with yoga it's sort of become part of your life philosophy as opposed to just being like a sport that you do in the side and it's 
sort of not linked to, to your outlook in life. Mm-hmm. So your life is thoroughly entangled with yoga now. So it's hard to say, in a sense, what life would have been like without yoga because it's all you know now. So it's all mm-hmm. to be very hypothetical, kind of theorizing yeah. what might my life look like. Just um, to quickly mention, though, <laughs> it's not a religion because, like, I think... Well, I tried to stay people, away from, like, yeah. No, I think you idea. you described it really well. I just, because still, when I hear these things or when I would have heard them in the past, I would have been like, oh, that sounds like a <laughs> religion or and something like that. that. Yeah, affects your ideology and your state of mind. Because, like, the religious. reason why I say this is that even though I think yoga is such a holistic approach that you do practice it without practicing any yoga consciously, so all these concepts can be practiced without being practiced in a sense, just yeah. to be more aware. Yeah, yeah. But I just mean, I think it's also really important to sometimes just drop all the efforts and drop all the yoga completely sort of, at least on your conscious level, drop out of it. To gain perspective, yeah. So sometimes taking breaks, because often yoga yeah. practice is like very strict about you have to practice it six yeah. days a week and only... That way you will be able to navigate life. Yeah, I suppose it's like if you if you get deeply involved in any practice or if you start to think in one sort of ideological term, you do develop automatically like a set or sort of sense of tunnel vision mm-hmm. and you see the world through quite a narrow scope, regardless of how wide or open the, yeah. how would you say it, like the ideology or the philosophy is, you do see it through that filter. Yeah. Um, and it's not until you decide to take a step back and drop everything you've learned mm-hmm. and try and look at things for what they purely are as opposed to what they mean to you. Yeah, and being okay with not doing it. Yeah. Like I say, in a sense, you can always practice yoga and just having a friendly conversation yeah. with the person. So it's so intertwined into lots yeah. of different day-to-day life activities. Yeah. But to sometimes just be okay, it's really nice also to be then reminded of the benefits, but to yeah. not make it like a stressful thing or like this rule-based. That's why yeah. I mentioned the religion part. Even though you described it really well with just yeah. more like a philosophy, I just quickly wanted to mention yeah, yeah. that and now it turned into a big talk and no, me interrupting you, you from your main point sorry i think it's like analogous to if you imagine somebody who was previously quite unfit who decides to become fit in order to make themselves happier mm-hmm. so they end up developing a pretty intense sort of self-devised gym program they go to the gym every second day for two hours mm-hmm. and of course they end up improving their physique uh, physical health which no doubt leads to so they feel like in a sense that all the issues are now solved yeah. All the problems have been fixed and their life is now, I don't know, not maybe not perfect, but like 99% better than it used to be. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah, hard to know. Yeah, they base everything of that happiness yeah. on that physical practice. Exactly. And yeah. I would be, I think that it would just be useful to know how things may develop or continue if this person were to suddenly stop going mm-hmm. to the gym yeah. for, what, four or five days a week and see if they've learned something that, if they've learned a takeaway that remains with them without the strict confines of the practice yeah because then if it's not the case if they kind of quickly revert to their previous unhappiness it shows you that there was like a fundamental foundational level of of development that didn't take place you were sort of propping up fake improvement or happiness with your intense practice in a way yeah like you're only happy if you do these things Mm -hmm. even though you might not know it yeah and i think that Whilst that's not necessarily a bad thing, it's probably still overall positive that somebody knows how to keep their life in track. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just worth knowing what else you can maybe you can maybe do in addition or instead of yeah. this. Yeah, and still be open to the flow of life. You know, things yeah. come up. And then, I mean, I heard a lot lately on Instagram as well, sort of, that people say my meditation is non-negotiable. 
And there's, of course, I completely agree if you can fit it in your day. Definitely, even for two to five minutes, practice some meditation. It's beneficial, for sure. But then again, there's so many different variations that you can meditate or even yeah. have a really present conversation with your children or with your friend yeah. or whoever it might be. So without having had that time where you sat down and just were by yourself, you can still have these mindful moments yeah. throughout the whole day. And I think that's more sort of like what we're striving for as yeah. well to be in this state of awareness. Yeah. And yeah, that's just what I find interesting when it gets too strict. Yeah. And that's also why I mentioned the religion part where you kind of get nervous if you haven't done it. Yeah. And I used to be like that too. And I know I feel much better yeah. if I also include the physical part of yoga yeah. into my day-to-day -day life. But it's also fine when you then instead go for a really nice walk with yeah, your yeah. loved ones you know that is just as good yeah i'm trying to think of like some sort of funny analogy that i could sort of conjure up here that would really try and explain what we mean here and i think that i had this quick idea of imagine you take a very old house that is in dire need of renovation mm -hmm. and if you you know you invest a couple of hours or a day in repainting it and you give it a nice fresh coat of paint and it looks fantastic it has new life injected into it the house is born again and it just looks fantastic and the, the state of the house is great because you repainted it that's what it's like that's great you know mm -hmm. and maybe last for another 10 years but imagine paint were not permanent per se imagine you had to you had to repaint it every day mm -hmm. the paint dripped off every day yeah and the only way the house would look good is if you repainted it every single day mm -hmm. and as soon as you stop repainting it it looks terrible mm -hmm. it's a bit like people who we're saying some without knowing it might be propping up their sense of happiness with a very strict or isolated practice without the benefits or whatever permeating other areas of their psychology mm -hmm. because through meditation you should learn to become you know heightened awareness and you should develop more patience and stuff like that and that's all takeaways and developments that you should be able to like retain yeah. in a sense because once you learn it you shouldn't quickly unlearn it without yeah. the meditation mm -hmm. it should change you as a person yeah in a sense and you should be looking for these things to change you for the better so that you maybe could at some point move on without them mm -hmm. but what you learn stays with you yeah you know exactly that deeper knowledge of i am aware yeah. and i can still go that path yeah yeah because we don't have to learn how to walk every day mm -hmm. we learned how to walk when we were young yeah and we can still walk so learning to meditate should teach you certain things about how to live a happy life without having to meditate every day mm -hmm. to experience the benefits of having learned to meditate yeah you know but i know there's a fine line because someone might say well it's more like eating healthily mm -hmm. you know you do need to eat healthily all the time to experience good physical health but it is about balance exactly. it's a balance yeah. as soon as you get too strict with it you yeah. might have other side effects exactly from being too strict and stressed out about it yeah. and that's exactly what we're trying to you know move away from mm -hmm. this whole stressful life where you think you need to do certain things to yeah. be happy and yeah it's about the balance for sure i think we all yeah. understand what we mean by that because yeah. of course you still want to clean your who's constantly yeah. in a way no that's true and that brings a lot of joy but when there's a time where it's really busy in other areas yeah. then to be able to breathe through it and be like I'll do it tomorrow instead of today or yeah. you know sometimes that can be the bigger challenge to just go with that flow rather yeah. than thinking you strictly need to stick to routines yeah my the initial question I wanted to pose to you was um yeah. do you feel like you will take a lot of what you've learned through yoga to parenting like will it has it taught you yeah for sure yeah yeah do you think that um 
are you happy you learned yoga definitely in terms of your becoming a parent now mm-hmm. yeah yeah that i had time to also experience that by myself first and yeah become aware of certain behaviors of mine and to learn to unlearn certain things and exactly like of course it's not this destination it's the journey and so <laughs> as i nearly mentioned that every time on that podcast i guess as well and yeah so it's not that i have it all figured out but i have more tools to deal with things and reading different books as well yeah shows me how much of yoga is in lots of these wisdoms in a sense yeah which is really nice to yeah that practice has been around for so long that philosophy and yeah i'll definitely take a lot from that yeah it's just that state of approaching life that i really admire cool and again there's so many different variations and also different types of people i was just about to say as well when we said with the routines and stuff some people really need their routine and that is also fine i just think it's also good to sometimes try to become that person and maybe that person and then you find a balance in between all those cool um somewhat off topic but i'm going to cure everybody's curiosity <laughs> by clarifying that at this stage we don't know what the sex of the baby will be <laughs> i feel like people are yeah. going to be listening thinking this is all interesting but i just want to know a couple of things here <laughs> yeah are you having a boy or a girl we can tell you that we are open to being surprised being surprised in many ways yeah yeah how cool is that i mean to me it's um <laughs> now honestly now i can't remember i really can't remember if that's what i always planned to do or if that was an idea of yours and i first found it mental see i thought that was my idea like i thought you would actually be against it and then i mentioned it to you yeah. without me knowing what actually your yeah. stance was on that and then i mentioned it to you and you were like yeah that makes complete sense and yeah it does what to me. i yeah. like about because you made it even better because for some reason just because my parents didn't do it i was kind of like oh that's how you do it you know <laughs> like yeah. i don't need to know i want to just find out or or be presented again you know yeah. by what it presents itself to be um but then you said it makes the whole day of birth the birthday of that being yeah so much more special because you're surprised by what it is yeah and what it reveals itself to be and then maybe you feel like you knew all along anyway yeah and yeah i mean we said before if for some reason someone accidentally would have told us at some of these appointments because technology is so advanced these days then it would also have been completely fine then again that would have been our path but yeah we made the conscious choice to be surprised and that's really nice that makes you look forward to that day even more um is this already a tradition is it common for people to sing happy birthday to the, to the baby <laughs> on the day of its birth yeah totally is it common i don't know i don't think so why not that is the birthday <laughs> that is a very good question i feel like making the first words <laughs> happy birthday to i mean that seems yeah. kind of funny but also yeah. why on earth not because i mean in a sense it's yeah it is the birthday, it is it's the the only birthday. True birthday. You, that is the only true it should be birthday the most epically you ever sing that song and then you're still zero yeah on that true birthday yeah Maybe we should get a cake. But yeah, that's a good point. Maybe we should make a make new a, birthday song. Make a vegan cake, slam it in the freezer, ready mm-hmm. to go. Yeah. Whip it out. Definitely. Let it defrost. Oh, please do that. During the Can the you labor. please do that? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. That and then just really get a good. wild party in the go. Aye. That will be wild for sure. Yeah. I'm sure after giving birth, that will be really wild. Yeah, you'd be up for it. 
getting all the family and friends around and mm-hmm. cracking open a few bottles of bubbly and Aye, definitely. Get Sounds some good. party poppers out. Mm. Oh yeah, quite chatty about this whole pregnancy thing though. Totally. Didn't know that was coming, but I had a few points here on my Any list, questions you've all got, just feel free to WhatsApp Lynn. <laughs> no, thank you. I shouldn't have WhatsApp. No, WhatsApp is gone. Yeah. True. Try to message me on WhatsApp, but I will not receive that message. I've sort of joked a little bit over the past couple of months now. I was going to say weeks, but it's more than that, isn't it? Um, You're not going to mention the belly button, are you? No, no, no. Um, okay. Just how, to me, it's quite a fascinating idea to think that you, you know, when it's your first pregnancy, over the course of nine, not ten months, really, um, over the course of ten months, you go from being an absolute beginner, someone who knows nothing, kind of, about pregnancy mm-hmm. to being a professional at the end of it yeah. you know now you're somebody's experience like at this stage what like 80 percent or 75 percent of the experience yeah you know and then it's good. so unique to every woman as well so yeah yeah which is yeah i mean it's interesting because i feel like lots of the women that i know that have gone through pregnancy didn't really tell me anything about pregnancy yeah so yeah it True. was really interesting to me it's really odd to me to think that you know because it it's it's gone so quickly for me that I remember very much the days where we knew nothing mm-hmm. about what was happening. We were yeah. we needed to find out what every development meant, and it yeah, was like sure. where it was just so much new stuff that it was like yeah. kind of overwhelming. Yeah. But now to think that if some of our friends or whatever become pregnant, like in the next couple of months, a year, yeah, they will come to you for sure yeah. and ask you, "Did you experience this?" Like, yeah, yeah, totally. And you'll be able to really, you'll be like this voice of wisdom. See, overwhelmed is maybe a good word. Instead of scared but or overwhelmed, worried. seems like you can't cope with it. Uberfordet. Then is curious still. Yeah, excitedly curious. Just you know, I'm still. Th- you started from scared, so Aye. I think overwhelmed is still a bit more positive because it just means there's a lot of. But overwhelmed new is almost like you're. That brings around the concept of giving up. No, 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 no. Then let's just stick to curious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Giddy I think with it anticipation. Was partly overwhelmed as well, though. Lots of new information. I am giddy with anticipation. Mm. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, that pretty much sums it up, my friend. Okay, say that again. I am giddy with anticipation. Okay, yeah, I'll remember that. I'll sound like a total idiot if that phrase doesn't exist, but I'm pretty sure it does. No, I'm pretty sure I've heard that somewhere before. Yeah, Yeah, no, but I think you're right there. Yeah, fingers crossed. You would say we've been giddy with anticipation a lot. Exactly. (laughs) Throughout the pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's true. Oh, well. I wonder if you can hear the church bells in the background. Cool, that's the end of of today's show. Exactly. Kind of rings the bells for us to finish this episode. Six o'clock in the evening now. But one more announcement. I've announced that in my last episode by myself that I would put some of your new tunes underneath this next cool, episode. So can we technically do that? Yeah. We'll we figure can, it right? out. Yeah. yeah we'll so we'll try to maybe have a little bit of background music this episode. If you have been listening to this cool. episode you already yeah. have noticed now. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. Thank you so my much music. for listening and yes, check out Real Mutual on Spotify. Give them a listen for sure. It's Steve and his brother doing some new tunes and they're really, really good. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, really Having love fun. them. If you yeah, listen to this episode you will know by now some of the tunes. Yeah. But yeah, of course they're gonna appreciate listen on spotify as yeah. well every stream counts every little listen counts and show support we get 
0.00318 cents. Oh, you do? Yeah. Even if you're under a thousand plays? Every every stream counts. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, even if you just listen to all the songs that are there. If you stream once, you give them like... 100 times, I get 0.3 cents. Well, that's Amazing. something, yeah. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we, all the 0.03 cents we invested to, or I invested to the podcast that costs oh, I did the seven math wrong. euros. I just it equates to more than that. If you stream our track a hundred times, we get 30 cents. Oh. That's a better deal. That's a better deal. If you stream our track a thousand times, so we get you, three euros. If you were to give me some of that money from all those streams that people are going to stream it from now then we can nearly afford the seven euros for paying for the podcast platform per month. I think our business plan needs a bit working on. <laughs> Maybe. Anyway, have a listen just to listen to the music anyway. Thank you. Because now you already know from background-wise how it's going. And I think it's also really nice tunes to just put down in the background. Cool, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you very much for listening, everyone. The church bells have now stopped, so let's stop here for sure. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Thank you so much and have an amazing week. Bye-bye. Bye.